Hi and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Tracy who is a birthing doula. Today we are going to discuss her role as a doula, why a doula is beneficial and much much more. Tracy, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, it's a pleasure having you here. So I want to kick start with you telling our listeners about who you are and what you do. Well, I am a childbirth educator and a birth doula with decades of experience and hundreds and hundreds of births. And I love what I do. I love helping new parents prepare for the birth of their babies. Could you give us the average number of amount of births that you've been present for and assisted with? I have been present for 698 births. Wow. <laughs> it wow. blows my mind every time I say that because a couple of times when I've been at a birth I've thought wait is that number right and I look at my notes I'm like yeah I didn't skip a hundred anywhere this, <laughs> this is amazing. the real number amazing so I want you to touch on um, what inspired you to become a doula? Um, the moment I heard what a doula did and what a doula was, I just knew that that was what I wanted to do. There was no question in my mind. I was getting ready to go to work. I was watching the Today Show to get the traffic report. And they started talking about doulas. And I could not leave the television until the segment was over. And that was it. I I couldn't believe it was a job that I could do that existed in the world. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. what what do you think is the biggest like misconceptions about doulas? Because I know I originally had mine. I think the two biggest misconceptions, maybe three. One is that we're the same thing as a midwife, and we're not. A midwife is more like a doctor than a doula. A midwife is not gonna be with you for your entire labor, mm -hmm. but they can do everything a doctor can do except surgery. Right, right. They can do all of the medical things that a doctor does, um, and a doula doesn't do anything medical. The other misconceptions are that we only work with women who are either having an unmedicated birth mm -hmm. or a home birth, and of my 698 births, about 15 have been home births. And that's wow. it. Wow. So I really like working with people who are having babies in the hospital because that's where they need help. Yeah, for sure. And actually, that was one of my misconceptions that you have to be having a home birth to have a doula. Um, when I finally realized what a doula was or even heard, because I, I hadn't ever really heard of it or understood it. And then one of the misconceptions was, okay, well, you have to be having a home birth or another thing that I thought a doula was, uh, role was, is that when you decide that you want to keep your afterbirth, they're the ones that would look after it for you and sort of guide you with getting it out and, preserving it or, or whatever you choose to do with it other than the traditional way of you know when it comes out and so forth that's what I my misconceptions were no and a lot of doulas do placenta encapsulation um there are all kinds of 
doulas and they do very different things Mm -hmm. and some doulas really do want to only do home births Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's not me yeah so everybody has a different specialty I in order to encapsulate a placenta you have to have like a kitchen with a big counter that you can keep sterile and um not going to happen in my house so my cats and dog have another thing to say about that Um, so I don't encapsulate placentas but I can help a person figure out who to call to get that done exactly amazing amazing there's so much things surrounding birth it's it's quite amazing um I only found out again well I wouldn't need to know other than when I was pregnant about encapsulating placentas and (laughs) all of that stuff taking it years after you've had the baby and so many different things surrounding birth what has been one of the best experiences that you've had uh being a doula I know obviously you've been doing it for years but that that moment that sort of pinpoints for you in your career? Well, it was actually a home birth. So it was unusual for me to be at a home birth. And it was a very young 23-year-old first-time mom. And the midwife came and checked her. And she was only three to four centimeters. So the midwife said, I have another client on the other side of town. And I'm going to go be with her for a couple of hours. And I'll come back later and see how you're doing. And about a half hour later, my client started feeling hot flushes Mm -hmm. and she threw up a couple of times and then she said she wanted to get in the bathtub. So we got in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and um, she was very calm and peaceful and relaxing in the tub. And she put her hand down between her legs and she said, Tracy, there's something hard in my vagina. And um, the only hard thing would be a baby's head. (laughs) So I'm yelling for her husband to call the midwife. And he comes in and he's like, no, I don't want to bother her. She's coming back later. And I'm like, no, call the midwife right now. The baby is coming. And he was completely freaking out. And my client said, are you going to catch my baby? And I said, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. because doulas cannot catch a baby but I can talk you through it mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. can have your husband do it and she took look, one look at him and she said oh I've got this <laughs> she got in the shower on her she kneeled down on her knees and caught her baby still in the bag of water mm-hmm. two pushes the baby came out into her hands and wow. she brought the baby up to her chest And I put a towel around her and I got some amazing pictures and it, she made it look so easy. And that baby was born exactly 90 minutes after the midwife had checked her and said, you're only three to four. (laughs) Wow. 90 minutes. Wow. To get to 10. Yeah. Push out a baby. It was amazing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) cause I would have had this, like, I've heard that so many times of like when you're three centimeters dilated, oh, you got loads of time, you know, but I guess you would know best that every birth is different. I'm assuming there's never no same, you know, we have similarities, but then they're, they're, I'm, I'm sure no two births are the same. I'm assuming we've, we've, with what you do. No two births are the same. And I learn something new at every birth that I attend because mm-hmm. they are so different. And the birthing people are so different. 
So mm -hmm. what will freak out one just feels really good to someone else. Yeah, yeah. So you never know what you're walking into. Yeah. That makes it a really interesting job. I bet it does. And one of the things I actually do want you to touch on is sort of giving a summary of what what doulas do, what their role is and, and why women, obviously parents, women, parents-to-be come to you um, to assist them with their journey of one of the most important things of their life, really. Um, I cover as much as I can prenatally. So we do four classes before the birth happens. I help them prepare a birth plan. I help them make sure they've chosen the right doctor for their birth. And a lot of times as we're going over things for them to check in with their doctor about, they come back to me and say, my doctor won't agree to any of this. And I'll say, well, what's most important to you? Keeping your doctor happy or having the birth you want? And yeah. a lot of them are very willing to change doctors. So if I get to meet with them early enough in their pregnancy, they can pick the right doctor. I always say, if you want steak and lobster for dinner, don't go to McDonald's. No. It's not happening there. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do, you write it out on the menu. It's not happening. So yeah. if you want to have a birth that feels good to you, you need to have a doctor or a midwife who agrees with that. So I help them make decisions. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about what the first couple of weeks with a new baby is going to look like, how to get more sleep, how to breastfeed, how to get the baby to get a good latch. Mm -hmm. We cover everything. And then when they go into labor, I show up at their house. I help them stay home as long as possible mm -hmm. because labor progresses faster at home than it does in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep them home as long as possible and keep them comfortable and then get them to the hospital at the right time. Yeah. And then once we get there, remind them of what they chose to do so that they can, they or their partner can tell the nurse or the doctor, no, this is what we want. And that we don't want. And, and birth is a natural process. Mm -hmm. And if somebody can't get to the hospital for some reason, they're still going to have the baby. Yeah. They're, it's going to be complicated because they won't have help, but that baby will still come out. And mm -hmm. I always remind my clients, you know, you read these stories or you hear about like somebody who had a baby on the way to the hospital in a gas station on the side of the freeway mm -hmm. or their four-year-old helped deliver the baby in the kitchen floor. <sighs> and the thing that's the same about all of those stories mm -hmm. is they all end the same way. Mother and baby are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody interfered with the process. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we have a lot more problems when labor is induced and the body is not ready or the baby is not ready. Or yeah. you start having medication that makes the contraction stronger. Mm -hmm. And then the baby doesn't like that. And yeah. then there's more intervention because the baby doesn't like the first intervention. So it, the best is to let birth unfold the way it is meant to. And then if there's a problem, okay, then you need help. Yeah, I but completely agree with that. A lot of the problems are caused. I, I agree that? with that. 
I, I said I agree with that. I wish I had that. Again, I had, um, I don't know what you guys would call it in the States. Maybe it's the same thing. But back home in England, I had an epidural rule because, and this is, <laughs> I had an epidural at seven centimeters dilated and everyone around me was saying, no, 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 you're just going to slow down the labor. You're, you're seven centimeters. You've gone this far. And I was absolutely adamant that I was having this epidural and it slowed it all the way down and I ended up having my baby five plus hours after and now I believe that I have back pain because of it. Well it is it is the birthing person's choice but it's really hard to make a good decision in the midst of being in pain. Right exactly. (laughs) So it's hard to make the right decision for yourself but you made the decision that you did with the information you had in the moment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I want you to say, or let us know what would be the three essential tips that you would give um, any woman and parents who's looking for a doula. Um, Find a doula you connect with the best. Mm -hmm. I you know, I mentor a lot of new doulas and I see them, they're like, well, yeah, but I'm new. Who would hire me? And I like, people don't hire you because of your experience. Mm-hmm. They hire you because they like you. Mm-hmm. And birth is such an intimate experience. You want someone in there. You're going to feel comfortable with when you're naked not just with your clothes off, but raw, naked. This is me at my worst. This Mm -hmm. is me throwing up. This is me terrified. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's going to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I often will say, if you were going to be stuck in an elevator, which of the doulas would you want to be stuck in there with? Who is (laughs) going to keep you calm for an undetermined amount of time? Yeah. And if it does go on for hours and hours, who's going to keep you entertained? Who's yeah. going to keep you feeling safe? Yeah. Because that's the person you want in your labor room, not the person who has 698 births. Right. If I'm not the right doula for you, my experience won't help. A question that I had as well, doulas, after you've had the baby, are they the, you can have doulas that come around afterwards, stay the night feed the baby at night so the mum can rest. Is that the case or am I also wrong about that as well? Um, well, there are postpartum doulas that mm-hmm. come to your home. Um, some work nights, some work days, some will stay around the clock. And their job primarily is to teach you how to take care of your baby, mm-hmm. not to take care of the baby for you. Okay. So they're here there to help with breastfeeding, make sure you're getting your rest. So yes, they will, of course, watch the baby while you sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with a new mom, the baby goes to sleep and they want to go to sleep, but they're thinking, oh, I should really do the dishes first, mm-hmm. or I really need a shower, or mm-hmm. you know, I got to think about what to make for dinner. And the doula is going to say, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. You go to sleep you get some sleep, I will wake you when the baby needs to eat. Mm -hmm. And when you're rested, you can take a shower, or I can help you with dinner. So some postpartum doulas cook. Wow. And they're amazing. 
it's the reason I am not a postpartum doula. <laughs> I don't cook for me. I'm not cooking for anybody else. <laughs> um, and they'll do any baby-related housekeeping chores like baby's laundry, washing mm. bottles if you're doing bottle feeding, that sort of thing. Um, they're not going to clean your house for you. That's not their job. <laughs> but they will do anything that's going to help you take care of With the, the baby. baby. And I, like I said, some of them work in the daytime, and I think that's better than the ones at night, only because the baby's going to be sleeping more at night, and the doula's just going to be sitting there. She can't do the dishes and wake yeah. you up with that or do other things that are helpful because everybody is asleep. Yeah. But in the yeah. daytime, a postpartum doula can really help you get into a routine with your baby. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I think so too. I, I I actually wish I had that when I had my son because I think personally the first for me and another other women I've spoken to like the first three to four weeks are the most high intense weeks I've ever had in my whole entire life. <laughs> I think it's why I haven't had any more children because literally I've never been so running on adrenaline just at all um and then as you mentioned how important it is as i feel like once we solidified that routine believe it or not my experience the from four weeks old when me and my son solidified this routine it's he's now six and blissful life is amazing there was sleep regression of course but just we would just slip back into this is what happens on a daily basis on our way to winding down to go to sleep so wish I had a doula <laughs> coming home with yeah, me I, I wish I'd had a doula when I had my babies <laughs> I had a class today with a couple with a um, three-week-old baby and that they've been having trouble finding a postpartum doula because you know it's the holidays and mm. a lot of them are either out of town or booked already and so I said well I can go over my baby care class that I cover for my birth clients and almost everything I said to them, they were like, oh, my God, we're doing it wrong. Because mm -hmm. I said, you know, sometimes people will like wait until the baby is crying to feed the baby at night. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is once the baby starts crying, they're pumped full of adrenaline and yeah. they're going <laughs> to stay awake until the next feeding. And then people complain, oh, I get up to feed the baby at two o'clock and the baby won't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then you know, three hours later, the baby's still awake and I have to feed him again and I didn't get any sleep. Mm -hmm. I say, yeah, here's what, here's why that's not working. And that was exactly what they were doing. It was like yeah. they waited till the baby was screaming and red in the face and then they'd feed the baby and then the baby was like, I'm wide awake now. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of times it's just these simple little tweaks that, People don't know. When I had babies, I waited till they cried. Same. Because I thought that's what you did. Your baby will let you know when they're hungry. When they're hungry. Yeah, same. And that's not how it works. They let you know, I was hungry a half an hour ago, <laughs> and now I think I'm dying. Yeah. And that's when they're screaming. Yeah. And it's too late. Yeah. No, that completely makes sense. Because, um, again, like... Uh, I had the health visitor, which isn't the same as a doula back home. It's just to make sure 
in a nutshell, as a mother, you're taking care of your kids and they don't need to call social services on you. So it kind of just automatically comes as soon as you have a kid. So the health visitor said, have you heard of cluster feeding? I'm like, well, no, what's that? And it's like basically what you mentioned, like feeding him before he wakes up in his sleep. So that way he'll have a longer night and I'll have a longer night. And even if she said, even if you wake up in the middle of the night and he's deep in his sleep, just put him on your breast and you can just go back to sleep and he will nurse. When I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And that exactly is what helped me with solidif- like putting him into a routine of feeding and not being woken up with crying. That cluster feeding there, I had to move on to the bottle anyway. But still, I didn't have to wake him up for it. Or he didn't wake himself up for it. I just fed it to him while he was sleeping, belched him while he was sleeping and so forth. Um, I actually think it's a, a, a beautiful job to have. I'm sure that's why you've done it for so long. All these new, you know, that, you, you speak to a parent, obviously, in your, your role, you meet them before the baby comes and then you get to meet this baby and I'm, just, I'm sure they allow you to hold the baby as well. And then some of these kids now, I'm assuming, are grown people that mm-hmm. you've you've um, helped. Um, every once in a while, I've been watching TV and I watch the credits and I'm like, oh, that's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple of them that are actors. Wow. Several of them are dancers. Um, one works at NASA. Wow. Um, one's written a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're all growing up and doing stuff in the world. It's amazing. It's like having 700 grandchildren. <laughs> I could imagine. And I love it. Yeah, uh, I could imagine feeling. that feeling as well of, just holding a new soul so so and then you as a part of it as well because you're a part of the that, that's, that's something that's solidified in the memory forever i want you to tell our listeners where they can find you so they can reach out if they ever wanted um advice or your services and or you know just to, to touch base with you well my website is bestdoulas.com b-e-s-t-d-o-u-l-a-s and that's the best place to reach me. I have an Instagram account at Best Doulas, and that's another good way to reach me. My phone number is 818-448-0817, and I accept calls round the clock. I also, if people go to my website, I offer a free consultation, 30 minutes. I'll answer any questions anybody has preferably related to birth or new babies, but whatever, call yeah, me. I yeah. will answer your questions because I I know how much of a struggle it can be for new parents and I want to make it easier if I can. Amazing, amazing. Tracy, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for your time. And yeah, it was pleasure. amazing touching base with you.